Tap into our instinct and natural power to live intuitively. The ultimate goal is to leave the world healthier and more beautiful than we found it. All starts on the individual level, cultivating our mind-body connection. Whether you're on a healing journey or just want to look and feel your best, I hope by the end you feel a little happier, a little more inspired, and a little more invested in yourself and the world. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Hey, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of the Nativist Podcast. And I am here with a total gem and glowing goddess, Jessica. Jessica, hey, what's up? Hey, how's it going? I am so excited that you are on here. So I first met Jessica in Nashville when I went on a girl's trip for my birthday this last year. And we connected at this really cool speakeasy vibe kind of spot. So we'll get into that later, exactly how we first connected. But first, I want you to give people a background on who you are. All right. So my name is Jessica. Um, I'm 25, soon to be 26 on the 1st of April. Ooh. (laughs) It's coming up. Yeah. Yeah, it is coming up. I know. And I'm super excited. My girls and I, we just planned like this really fun trip to Chicago um, the weekend before St. Patty's weekend. So it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I live in Nashville. I've been living here. It'll be three years um, in March, actually. Um, It's the fourth city that I've lived in, um, aside from Columbus, Ohio, which is where I'm from. Gillette, Wyoming, which is actually where I graduated high school. <sighs> Shout and out to Wyoming. Port- yes. <laughs> I know. Um, and then Port Huron, Michigan. Um, and I worked in the city of Detroit. So it was cool, um, you know, living on the lake, having like a little beach cottage and everything. Um, Ooh. So, yeah, I grew up in Columbus, moved to Wyoming. Don't ask me why. <laughs> <laughs> I have a total soft spot for Wyoming. So I am. <laughs> Such a and fan. people are always like, they're always like, oh, I bet it was so gorgeous. I bet it was great. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> no. like it was, oh yeah, it was like, it was, there was nothing to do, especially when you're not 21. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah. And it's barren in some of those parts. Yeah. yeah and it's a total wasteland sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Total. I mean, the good thing about it was the, the thing that I did love about Wyoming, however, was the places that I got to travel, you know, I was super close to South Dakota. I was super close to Montana, bordering Colorado. So I got to go to Denver basically whenever I wanted. And it gave me an opportunity to explore a lot of the West and the Rockies. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Living there, like I was able to make the drive all the way up through Montana and over into Idaho. Woo. Yeah. Uh, And into Washington and visit Portland, Oregon, which is like by far one of my favorite cities ever. Yes. Um, yeah, cool the travel spot. opportunity was definitely great. Living in Wyoming itself, whatever. And yeah, yeah, I mean, I did the whole, like, lived on a ranch, rode horses, you know, raised the chickens and the goats. Yeah, <laughs> you had that experience. You did your time. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. Now it's city living. Um, yeah, and then kind of ran away from a relationship and decided that I was just going to move to Michigan, which is, like, where my dad's side of the family is. And, I mean... The point of moving there was to, you know, have a better relationship with that side of my family. Yeah. And 
I think in some ways, you know, the relationship grew, especially with like my half brothers and with my step monster who was not even married <laughs> to my dad before. Oh man. And it made me realize just kind of how big of a piece of shit my dad is, uh, which is a lot to say, you know, but yeah, yeah. real talk and though, it's right? Yeah. It's in those moments that you learn that like, just because they're blood, it does not by any means mean you are obligated to hold on to those relationships. Very true. And, uh, water sometimes, although that blood is thicker than water, it, it really, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's the people who are there for you, who you connect with, who have nurtured you. Like even my own stepmom too, like she has shown me more compassion and nurturing than my own mother. I mean, my mother wow. did everything that she could raised me and made sure that I had a roof over my head but ultimately it was my stepmom who just showed me that side of love that I had never really seen before wow that's beautiful um yeah um anyway so yeah from Michigan it was a two years you know living there and I decided okay this is not what I want like I need the city and I went back to Columbus Ohio I had a job opportunity with Nordstrom which is where I currently work um and I one day woke up and I was like, yeah, I'm going to move to Nashville. And I just got it in my head and I made it happen. And I moved to Nashville and I transferred to my job. I didn't know anybody. Wow. Um, yeah. And Any point in that, were you ever intimidated? Were you so fully consumed by this is what I need to do and this is what I'm going to do and I'm just going to make it happen? No, it was just, this, this is what I need to do and I'm going to do it. You. And I put the money where my mouth is and I made it happen. And it was a little bit of a struggle at first when I first got here. Yeah. But I, I made it happen. And let me tell you, like – Living in Nashville, I I finally found that solid group of girlfriends and that group of friends that I can rely on because that's something that I've always, like, had a hard time with. Yeah. But now that I've been here and I've been here for a couple of years, like, I just, I feel so loved and I'm overwhelmed with the amount of love from my friends. Oh, yes. How it should be, right? Exactly, exactly. And you actually got to meet one of my longest like best friend ever when you were here and that was Alexis I love her so much love for her listen I'm so proud of her recently like her whole like pop socket thing that she's been doing has like blown up and I was talking about her today I was like showing her off to some clients and I was like this girl like she's such a badass like I love her she's so creative and that's one of the things that first impressed me about you too a you guys were so friendly and welcoming, and we kind of bonded over that because I was with my friend Julie, and we talked about how where we're from, you don't always get that open energy from girls and from other women. Sometimes it's very why. often. Yeah, I know. Same. And very often it's very standoffish, and it's, um, yeah, they come, like, from a threatened perspective or angle, and so it's it was so refreshing to see you guys so friendly and open and welcoming, first of all, and then I was so impressed by what a good hype woman you were for Alexis and you were bragging about her pop sockets and how talented and amazing she is. And I just loved seeing that. And it was just such a testament to how incredible you yourself are and you're just as talented and accomplished. And it was just so good to see because I love seeing girls lift girls up, you know? Yeah. And I really appreciate that, by the way. And my whole stance on, especially when it comes to uplifting other women, is you don't have to use another woman's success to compare it to your own. Right, you know? right. You, you should own your own success, and you should be happy for others because 
you know, then they're going to be happy for you. Like it's already about reciprocation when it comes to that. Totally. It's like, and, and showing and, and being, you know, spiteful or like jealous or even envious of another woman's success is just, you know, a total reflection of like, obviously you not being happy with where you are. Absolutely. So use it as motivation rather than using it to be hateful. Yes. Like, look at my best friend. I get to be friends with this girl. Look at how, like, how, look at how she's kicking ass over yeah. here. Yeah. Like, I could be just like her. Like, I'm going to use this and I'm going to strive and I'm going to go after my own dreams. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Absolutely. I'm so on board with that. And also women in general too. So just because you're successful doesn't diminish my success and it doesn't mean that there's less of the pie for me. There is no pie. Law of abundance. Yeah. And there's plenty of room at the table for everybody. Your success in no way takes away from my success or anybody else's success. So let's clap for each other and snap for each other and just be psyched for each other. And it just makes you so much happier. It's so miserable to just have that law of scarcity or that scarcity mindset and just be miserable and comparing all the time. It's just a shitty way to live, you know? That that reminds me, so I know you kind of saw a little bit of this on Instagram the other day, but I did go to an open casting call for the brand Good American. (gasps) Yes, yes, yes. Which is, yeah, which is, um, it is a denim brand started by Khloe Kardashian and, um, the makers of Frame, the wife, Emma, and they, you know, came together and made this really cool denim brand for women from size zero to 24. So it's very all-inclusive. Um, you know, it really says that like, hey, there, there is no restriction on beauty and what size you have to be, um, which I really love. Yeah. You know, I love all that, you know, body positivity. Yes. So yeah, they're holding open casting calls at Nordstrom and all my friends were like, Jessica, like, you have to do this. You have to do this. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should do this, but I did. <laughs> I was like, I'm kind of nervous. I'm like, why would they want me? Blah, blah, blah. My, my friends are like, seriously, like, you'd be so perfect for it. So I was yes. like, all right, cool. I got a call back. And in the callback, you know, it's both of the, both of the call, like the casting calls were basically like a self-led interview. You know, they start out with one question and it, it goes from there. So the second time that, um, you know, I got the interview and I didn't even know that I had gotten it for, at first, like I was expecting an actual phone call. And then I see all the girls getting called back and I'm like, okay, well, I guess I didn't make it. Then I check my email and I'm like, oh shit, I did. <gasps> right. Um, so yeah, I was the last girl to interview because I hadn't realized that I had gotten a call back. And, you know, they started out the question with, okay, tell us where you're from. And I'm like, you know, I get into the whole thing like, oh, I'm from Columbus. You know, it's the fourth place I lived in, la-da-da-da-da. Uh, mentioned again, yeah, Nashville is the, it's, it's the first time that I've had a great group of girlfriends. And they told me to elaborate on that. And I was like, well, you know, um, moving around a lot when I was younger, it always, I was always the new girl and being the new girl, you know, I was very defensive toward everybody else, you know? So I was somewhat of a mean girl and, you know, to make myself feel better to, you know, put all my walls up and as a defense mechanism, I, you know, would, would tear other women down. And then I realized, um, you know, after high school and after moving out of Wyoming and becoming a bridal stylist, that it was, actually uplifting other women and making other women feel good that made me feel good yes yeah you know because no one's ever gonna no one's ever gonna want to be friends with 
the bitchy girl with low self-confidence. Right, you know? right. And I love that you evolved through that because and so I, many people stay stuck in that headspace for sometimes their whole lives. And so right. that's so empowering and impressive that you realize that, self-reflected, and were like, hey, I don't want to live like that anymore. It's no way to live. Yeah. And, and I totally wasn't expecting the interview to go that way. Yeah. In that direction. Yeah. And it did. And I'm like, oh, man, I mean, I hope this is what they're looking for. Like, you're looking at raw, smart-ass, big booty bitches. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what you got. Like, love it oh I love it so much and that's yeah and good for you for speaking your truth this is where I am you respond to the question you're like okay yeah this is my story good for you what a cool opportunity too so tell us more about your job too okay so my job all right um so I've been with Nordstrom for four years now it'll be five years in July which Wow, I cannot believe I'm saying that. <laughs> um, there was a four-month break in there, but that's when I moved to the Nashville store. It was a little bit of a culture shock, and I, like, peaced out. And then oh, yeah. I picked my manager for my job back, and I was like, okay, I can't do it. I can't do the desk job. But I just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll work every single weekend, and I'll work nights. It's fine. Please, <laughs> I'll do it. Um, but, yeah, I started started almost five years ago. And when I first started, um, I was in VP Savvy Top Shop, which is um, going to be, it's the area for like younger girls, um, you know, like teenagers and kind of where like, you know, more um, reasonably priced things. Yeah. And honestly, I still shop there and I worked with some really catty girls. I'll, I'll be completely Aww. honest. I think intimidated by how well I was doing right yeah, off the bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not trying to keep talking. No, yeah, no, I love your realness, absolutely. Right. And, I mean, I did own it, and I was, I tooted my own horn all the time. I was like, As you should, like, though, right? As you yeah, should. I'm, I'm like, I'm fucking crushing this while you all stand in your little catty circle and not help people. You know what? I'll take all the money. That's fine. I don't well, care. that's what I love. First of all, I just want to interject. <laughs> I, that's what I love about you is you – Stand in your own shine just as much as you shout out everybody else's shine too, and that's how it should be. It doesn't Listen, have to be self-deprecating. Some people, some people aren't used to it, you know. Like, oh no, not I at all. Listen, I am a required. I am an acquired taste. Like you, you either like me or you don't. And you know what? I respect you if you don't. But whatever. Good. Yeah. Um, and again, that's how it should be. Like you do your own thing. If you are not into this, fine. You go your way. Um, love right. for you, but yeah, obviously we're not yeah. going to mix, but yeah, that doesn't mean that you need to dim your glow at all. And I think right. that that's well, something that we that. really, women in society, um, really need to evolve towards is you being confident and standing loud and proud doesn't mean that you're cocky. That should be the baseline. And we've been beaten down so much that we think that anytime that we stand confident means that we're arrogant or we're full of ourselves and no we should be just as happy with ourselves and just as loud and proud about ourselves as we are about our friends and everybody else yeah listen I know what the word humble means it just doesn't resonate (laughs) (laughs) I love you (laughs) yeah yeah, I've always been someone to toot my own horn and you know what it's probably because as when I was younger I didn't get a lot of it so yeah no, 
know, someone's got to be there for me. And if that's right, you know who's going to be there for me more than anybody else? Myself. Good for yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All the way. Um, so you yeah, were there, so, and you were murdering the game there. <laughs> yep, and then I moved into a different department, and I was in that department for a year and a half, and I ended up, you know, hitting paysetter, which is like you you selling a lot of you, you sell like you sell a lot pretty much you know I sold mm-hmm. like half a million dollars just in my first year of being at Nordstrom wow which it sounds great on paper so yeah sounds great um and I was like yeah I, I want to go on to bigger better things so then I moved to the Nashville store I had no idea just how good the business was at Nashville and again it took me by surprise and I I, I couldn't handle it and I got in my own head and I had to take a break but I came back and when I came back, you know, I I was a little bit more confident and knew what I was getting myself into and, um, you know, did some really good business. And then I took that opportunity to step into a more elevated role. So for a year now, I've been in um, the collector's department, which is like all designer, like Chanel, Dior, Brunello Cuccinelli, Gucci. Fancy. Um, yeah. Yeah. And after a couple of months, I was promoted again as a designer specialist for the brand Acris Punto. So I basically, I manage a designer um, and that was a nice, a nice kick to my paycheck because yeah. let me tell you, collectors is some serious business and I knew coming into it, like we had talked about earlier, that it was going to be a little bit of a financial sacrifice yeah. just because I had to build that book and build that clientele and really own my business um, so, but it's been a year now and the new fiscal year starts Saturday and I, I just, I'm speaking into existence. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to kill it. Yes. I know I'm going to kill it and I'm not going to get in my own head about sales and I'm just going to, I'm going to do what it takes to, you know, make some money and own my business and hopefully continue to grow with this company. Good for you. So what's the most rewarding part about your job? Oh my gosh, it's probably getting, it's probably when women spend thousands and thousands of dollars with me and still send me a text message thanking me uh. for spending it because they are so happy with the customer service that they received and feeling confident about themselves. Like I, I absolutely love it when women come in and they just look clueless, like they just they almost look like they're at a giving up point. And I love being able to jump in and help them and not just sell them expensive things, but sell them pieces that are going to make them feel good. And yeah. That, you know, that they, they, they actually need. Um, and like a, a couple months ago, I actually, I had this mom come in and, you know, you could tell she was just, she had no idea what she was doing. She's like, I haven't shopped in years. My wardrobe is, is, it's basically non-existent. You know, my husband has bought me things here and there, and I just, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to style myself. I just, you know, I'm with the kids all the time. And I was like, well, let's take this step by step. And, you know, I ended up selling her, like, the base of a really great wardrobe. And she was, she was ecstatic. And she's like, oh, my gosh, like, I love this so much. And... She's like in this, I mean, like it's in the sex. She's like, she's in a $5,000 fit and flare Dior dress, right? Wow. And just like looking in the mirror and you can just tell that she has this new appreciation for herself. 
and her body. She's like, oh, my husband are having a day date tomorrow. Like I should uh. totally wear. And I was like, this is what you're going to do. This is what I'm going to do for you, actually. I know a really great blowout bar. I'm going to schedule you an appointment. You're going to go in. You're going to get your hair blown out. And then you're going to come in here tomorrow. I'm going to schedule another appointment with one of the best makeup artists downstairs. Mm. So you're going to get your hair done. You're going to get your makeup done. You're going to put on this kick-ass dress. And you and your husband are going to have the best day ever. And you're going to feel so good. And you're yes. going to look incredible. It's not going to be able to keep your hands off. Of you. Yes. Yes. And she, and she just, she almost started crying. I bet. Yeah, and it was just being able to do that for her. Yeah. That made me feel so good. I was like, oh, yes. Like, we both did this. Like, look. Yes, and it's so much more than just selling her an outfit. That's so much more. And you went above and beyond to make this an experience and to curate an experience for her. Yeah, because the stigma of walking into a department store is – you know, being expected to know where to go, what to get. Yeah. And the the salespeople just kind of, you know, w- you know, waving you off. And yeah, it's not how it should be. No. Like, we're in this together. Exactly. That's one of my main things that I advocate. We're in this together for sure. So what, and we'll get into some rapid fire questions later. But what do you see overall as a trajectory for your life? Where do you want to be in like 10 years? Where do you want your life to go? What are you thinking? Man, I was actually thinking about this yesterday. I had a full-on conversation with a coworker, and I don't have an answer. I have no idea. Um, and and some people are like, oh, my God, like how do you not know? Like that No, I get not knowing. I absolutely get not knowing for sure. This is how I look at it. Sometimes I look at where I am and where I would want to be, and I think, oh, man, and I compare myself to where others are, and I know that's that's not what you should be doing, or like I shouldn't be comparing myself to how successful other people are, right? Use it as motivation, like we've been talking about. Sure. And I have to I have to reel it in a little bit, and I go, okay, Jessica, what would fifteen year old you think of where you are right now? I'm like, okay, well, 15-year-old me would see that I live in fucking Nashville, Tennessee. (laughs) Yes. I have a great group of girlfriends. I have tons of friends that love me and that I also love, that I work in fashion, that I get to work with, you know, designer product pretty much. Um, You know, I've got a a car to take me to work every day, and I live in a cute-ass cottage that I've decorated myself, and... You know, that's probably more than what 15-year-old me would think. You know, I wouldn't think I would be here. Yeah. 15-year-old me would think that that would be amazing. Yeah. 15-year-old me couldn't even believe that I'd be living on my own and not with my parents still, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I am so impressed by you for just getting out and making things happen, just doing it, just going for it, pulling the trigger. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not – of course, like, social media, like – we all want people to see what we what we put on there, you know? Sure. It's, you're seeing the highlight reels, but you don't necessarily know what's going on in the back of house, you know? Yeah, yep. Um, 
it's not always been easy, you know, like life has kicked my ass plenty of times. It's just a matter of like, you know, getting back out there and just keep on going, you know, like not giving up. And in, in 10 years when I'm 35, 36, like I just hope to, you know, be even further than where I am today. Yeah. So what helps you get back in the game when life has kicked your ass? A lot of prayer. (laughs) Yeah. I can Um, understand that. Yeah. Yeah, my friends get me through a lot, and and prayer gets me through a lot, honestly. Like, you know, especially when I'm struggling with, like, you know, stress and anxiety. Yeah. Just taking a second to, you know, be like, okay, God, like, what's happening? What's going yeah. on? Like, yeah. I, I know it's not going to be good. Yeah. Um, Do you have yeah, any daily just... practices? Daily practices? Yeah. Um, I journal, Ooh. which yeah. actually, like, I have, like, a prayer journal, so – whether it's I'm typing my prayers or whether I'm physically writing them, um, just kind of gets me out of my own head for a while. Yeah, which is so helpful. So what would you say is your biggest motivator for success? Money. Ooh, (laughs) nice. I mean, it may not buy you happiness, but it certainly gets you close. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be able and I don't, I don't want, I don't strive to be filthy rich one day. I just, I want to be comfortable and I want to have the means to do the things that I want to do. And that's yeah. drinking copious amounts of coffee, <laughs> traveling whenever I want to, yeah. and being able to, you know, afford the things that bring me joy. Yeah. Which aren't necessarily material items. It's just, I mostly, I swear I spend most of my money on experiences. I completely relate to that those are what carry you through those are timeless those are priceless yeah absolutely so like a cocktail with friends like that's yeah yeah and that place that we went to that we met was so cool speaking of having drinks with friends so it's this like speakeasy and you knock on the door and they let you in and very dim lighting and it's kind of in this alley right and you walk in and you were right ahead of us so they let you in close the door and then we had to wait and then they let us in and then a guy comes and talks to you gets to know you gets a feel for what you like and dislike and then they create customized cocktails for you that are delicious and they nailed it for me and I know that they did for my friend too and it was just so cool and then we went all four of us went to this house place bar that was so rad in a residential area gorgeous had a gorgeous bathroom first of all and just a gorgeous vibe and the most delicious drink was at the avalon or something that you recommended and i took your advice and i'm so glad that i did and i could have had 10 more because it was delicious it was so good and it was yeah so good to just connect with you guys and yeah just girl power and Four people getting to know each other and girls hyping girls up. It was a good time for sure. Mm-hmm. So, okay, yeah. I have a few rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Okay, so just answer quickly. And- yeah, and you can take as much time as you want to okay, um, and okay. answer right. as long in as long of a format as you want to. So okay. what's the most courageous thing you've ever done? 
Man, probably getting up and moving halfway across the country. I was going to say, if you were going to say that, I was going to point that out as pretty brave. Yeah, that's a pretty Actually, big deal. Um, texting, texting a boy earlier today, getting the balls Ooh, to do that. Good for you, sister. <laughs> good for you. Yeah. <laughs> that shit's unsettling. <laughs> it can be. Um, that's nerve-wracking. Oh, totally. Ugh. When and where do you feel most like your real self? Hmm. Probably in the middle of a group of my friends or getting a coffee at my favorite coffee shop or talking to somebody who doesn't live here in Nashville about all the cool things about Nashville. Honestly, just I was on a coffee date yesterday, actually, and I felt most myself when I was telling him about all of my favorite foods and places to go here in Nashville and all of my favorite like spots that's where I'm more in my comfort zone when I'm talking about food and coffee it's ridiculous yeah I get it girl (laughs) (laughs) yes okay next what possession do you value most wow you know um probably I hate saying this but probably my cell phone oh yeah it's not intentional that it's my most prized possession. It's just the one thing that you can never find me without. Yeah. Which, I mean, sucks, but that's also our generation. Yeah, it is. It is. It's our reality or, now. Or the half and half uh, lipstick from MAC, because you won't find me without that shit either. Okay, tell <laughs> us about the half and half lipstick. Um, it's basically the best nude ever. Um, it's a little pinky mauve nude. And I just feel like a million dollars every time I put it on. Oh, okay. I've heard about this. I need to get me some. What makes you nervous? Probably when I'm waiting for someone to text me back. Oh, Again, with old generation. Yeah. Um, when, when my ego is being put into question or when there's a possibility of my ego being shattered yeah. and just waiting for that, you know, anticipating the response, yeah. that, that makes me nervous. Vulnerability, man. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Vulnerability. There you go. Yeah. What are you too hard on yourself for? Um, probably my career. You know, not being number one all the time, which yeah. I know is practical, but it's um, something I do get on myself, my sales you know, like my success, my career. Yeah. Yeah. What's something that offends you? Ooh, even though that I'm a white female, probably um, white privilege and entitlement and laziness. Yeah. Yeah. All triggers. Mm -hmm. Ooh, how do you deal with negative people? You make them feel stupid. And you make them inadvertently feel stupid. Like when... Are you just, and typically I do it by not responding to them, or just acting like I don't know what they're talking about. Right. So find someone consistent, like continuously complaining about something, I just kind of like, I just don't feed into it. Or I just, I don't, I don't make them feel safe, or I don't make them feel like I'm someone that they can be negative around. I'm not going to feed into it. Some people... You know, the only way that they know how to initiate a conversation is by being negative or complaining or talking poorly about somebody else. Yeah. And that's their default for so many people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What comes easily to you? Talking. (laughs) You are. You're very good at talking and you're very articulate. 
Yeah. Um, and maybe second drinking. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you are a good time for sure. What what instantly makes you happy? Uh, well, if it isn't the first sip of caffeine in the morning, um, it's any type of affirmation, validation, or reassurance from my friends. Just a simple compliment makes me so happy. It really does. Yeah, right. And then make other people happy. Seriously. Like, yeah. it's just like one big pickle, you know? Yeah. Just keep to it. Absolutely. What um, is your best habit and worst habit? Best habit. Oh, man. It's funny that I can think of my worst habit before I can think of my best habit. <laughs> yeah. My worst habit, definitely, you know, not thinking before I speak sometimes or my best habit. Well, I guess that's, it's, it goes two ways. Sometimes my best habit is being able to look things at a logical standpoint or trying to look at it from different perspectives before, you know, opening my mouth. And then sometimes I'm just a little too quick with my... Yeah words yeah and I can see how that can go yeah both ways what do you notice first in people hmm (laughs) probably what they're wearing (laughs) (laughs) what do you wish people knew about you that at first I get this a lot actually you'd probably be surprised um most people sometimes think that I'm a bitch right off the bat but if you really got to know me you would know that I am such a weirdo and you You have such a good heart, too. That's something that I picked up on right away with you. I can see how people might be a little put off by you, and I think part of it is jealousy and, you know, feeling threatened, and especially with your confidence. What do you got to be jealous of? Right. What do you got to be jealous of? Well, you're gorgeous, and you're confident and sure of yourself. Yeah, and that can throw people off. But, yeah, you have such a good heart. You really do. Yeah, and I also wish more people knew, like, I... There's really nothing you can't say to me that I won't, I don't find many things cringe worthy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You really can come and talk to me about anything. You really can. And I'll be there for you. For most people, I will go out of my way for people, which that's also, sometimes that's bad. But, you know, for the most part, I I really am a people person. Yeah. And it matters a lot when you hold space for people and make them feel safe about coming to you with whatever they're coming to you with. Yeah. Okay, so fill in this blank. The world needs more blank. Compassion. Yeah, always. I believe blank. (laughs) Oh, this is hard. (laughs) It is hard. I believe, man, can we come back to that? Yeah. Okay, yeah. If we were all forced to wear a warning label, what would yours say? cheeky in more ways than one (laughs) (laughs) that is awesome (laughs) what is an issue you're currently facing uh being responsible and holding myself accountable financially and as far as my diet not diet. I'm not dieting, but basically like watching what I eat and making sure that I'm getting enough physical exercise. Yeah. Uh, so hard. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So do you have an answer yet for I believe? I believe. I know there's so many different things that I could hit on. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to be cookie cutter, but I also don't want to be, you know, like political about it. I believe that 
I believe that there is more ignorance in the world than there is stupidity in that we should all be in a position to teaching others instead of convicting them all the time. Ooh, that's a good one. I really yeah. like that. Yeah. If you could read minds, whose would you want to read? Oh, God. That would be, like, so bittersweet because... Yeah, I, I know. Read- oh, man. I, I mean... I probably would just want to read the minds of the people that I'm closest with so I would know who I'm wasting my time with, you know what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. But I can know the people who are genuine and the people who are fake, like, bye. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's been real. Yeah. If you were to take over the world tomorrow, how would it be different? Okay, well, first of all, (laughs) man. I would really focus on wealth distribution and just making it so that people didn't have to live in such poor conditions. Yeah. You know, I still believe in like being competitive and working for your wages and like, you know, having the right to everything that you've worked for. But I think that some people, like they just, they're so greedy. Yeah. Yeah. So I would work on that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Breaking down barriers is what I would work on. Ooh, yeah, I like how you put that. What do you most look forward to about getting old? Mm, well, I don't think I'm looking forward to getting old at all. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I imagine being older, I might be a little bit more financially secure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're going to continue to crush it and absolutely get there and, and then travel like the world and it's going to be... Fabulous. Okay, last question. What is your message to the world, your legacy, what you want people to remember about you and what you want people to know? I think that this, you know, podcast or this interview has pretty much concluded everything that I want to be known for. I like everything that you've said. Yeah. Looking back and seeing, you know, a girl that had the audacity, (laughs) (laughs) Um, just being confident, but also being someone who you know, uplifted someone else. Like I just, I just want to be remembered for being impactful and positive and, and sweet and nice. And I want to be someone that's missed and not someone that's everyone was okay to see go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think the world of you, I think you are such a bright light. In so many ways, I sensed that in the minute and saw that the minute that we met. And I've loved that we've kept in touch and stayed connected. Thank you so much for coming on and for sharing your wisdom, your insight, and your cheekiness. I love all of it. And I just, yeah, I just think that you're a total babe. Thank you. And um, you can find Jessica on Instagram, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, so... on Instagram yeah and I can put that in the show notes and thank you thank you please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review